0: The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sex tortion. Social media exploitation and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello, and
1: welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton. Hey, how you doing out there? You know, these are crazy, crazy times. The stock market goes up, the stock market goes down. The numbers of deaths and the illnesses are rising all over the world. And everybody is just trying to keep their feet on the ground. It seems like everything has come to a screeching halt. I live here in uh, Southern California, about 60 miles east of Los Angeles and 90 miles north of San Diego in a suburb called Riverside. And uh, it is an interesting time. You know, the you, you, all the restaurants are closed down. All the stores are like, you know, uh, locusts going through a field as people go pouring in there. And you know, the shelves are empty. And it's craziness out there. Fortunately, I don't know anyone personally that has the, the COVID-19 virus but I do know that the entire of entire entire T let's say of society is disrupted. And these are crazy times. Um, it really is hitting me and kids really hard. If you're wondering how it affects a nonprofit, it was a fascinating thing a week ago, I believe it was a week ago today if I'm right. Maybe it was 2 weeks ago. I've lost track of time now. I was absolutely 100% booked uh every possible moment that I could be out speaking, morning, noon, night, Saturday, Sunday, was booked until June 1st, and uh, was having to only take after June 1st, and in a two to three day period, it all stopped, it was over, everything canceled. And uh, and so it is canceled up until about the middle of May at this time for me. Well, that's certainly interesting. I'm a nonprofit. Emphasis on non and profit <laughs> anyway. And I have people that uh, make this happen with this that I have to, you know, cover expenses and that sort of thing. And uh, suddenly I have zero income, you uh, know, no, no, uh, no, very few donations. I've had a couple of very, very fine people that have been loyal and have continued to donate, but I understand everybody's trying to take care of their own first. And uh, no speaker fees, no time out in front of the people, no uh, a chance to sell the books and like that. So it's like, holy cow, how's this going to go? So I thought about this in line of you guys, because my life is a lot different since I, I'm a workaholic and I live and breathe at this nonprofit. But one of the things that I have seen is how it is affecting families. Now last week we talked about, you know, teaching your child to live in time of adversity. I want to talk about keeping your sanity as an adult in times of adversity. And we'll go a little bit back and forth about the child and things that can go with it. You know, Times of adversity can either make you or they can break you. Uh, You know, today, many people are being forced into isolation. Now, if you're a social person, that's tough. If you're a person who lives your life outside the house normally, that's tough. Uh, For me, it's absolute insanity because I am almost never home. Uh, others are being laid off. They are being forced to work from very difficult conditions in the home, where they're trying to figure out how to do telecommuting and and uh, live streaming and and develop concepts remotely and with people that are difficult enough to deal with when you're working side by side, but when you're trying to figure out what they're thinking and you haven't seen them for a week or two, that's pretty challenging sometimes. Most of us are concerned about our financial income. And I've watched the stock market. If you're an older person and getting ready to retire, that is just terrifying. Or if your parents are at that age, it's very terrifying to have saved, saved, saved all your life And watch it be wiped out in one week. And everybody says, oh, hang in there. It'll come back. But, you know, I never saw any guarantees like that. (laughs) Some of it does. Some of it doesn't. And uh, so it's challenging. And for many of you, you have kids that are out of school. And many of those kids are functioning from a mindset of fear and uncertainty. And they will act that out in different ways. So I... I want to point out that if this crisis is coming at a time that there's already stress in your family or if you have relationships that are challenged – if this kind of impact will will greatly change and accelerate the stress in that environment. So it's important to recognize, take inventory of your life and your family so that you kind of understand where you're at. Maybe you can kind of just set back and uh, mom and dad and kind of start to develop, an assessment of where you're at. I think that that's an important thing to understand. And if it's a two-parent household, set quietly away from the kids and share that assessment, you know, share your own fears with each other. What are you afraid of? That you won't get brought back, that the market won't come back, that you might not, that promotion that you were charging for is going to be all gone or um, that your kids are are going to be challenged because their school is out for the rest of the year and they're not good at online uh, learning. And in fact, they're much better at online gaming, <laughs> and whatever. Whatever your situation is, kind of put yourself in each other's places and take an assessment. Are you pretty solid? Was the marriage already a bit challenged if you were bickering back and forth? Had you discussed possibly the idea of separating? Or maybe the two of you have just grown apart and you haven't really uh, taken the time to work on that marriage because you had other priorities within your jobs. And now here you are together and trying to work it out. So kind of do a mental assessment of this kind of thing. I will warn you, and before we really go into all the proactive ways of things that you can do on this situation, I will warn you that times of stress will exacerbate everything, especially if you have teenagers. Uh, More true also of your younger kids, But I really want you to think about that and the impact on whether or not they have a phone and outside communication on that phone to lots of other people. Historically, what will happen is kids, you know, they want to look brave. They don't want to show their fear. They don't want to be a problem, especially if mom and dad aren't getting along. They they kind of function from a thing of, if I'm okay, if I'm very good, then this won't happen, and they won't get a divorce, or they won't split, or whatever. And they will take that responsibility on themselves, even though their little psyche does not understand what they're doing. And oftentimes what will happen if they have a, a device, they will go online. They will say things like, I'm bored, or I really miss my friends at school, or my dad is laid off, or my mom works at the hospital and she's working lots of hours. She will. They will give away that kind of private information. Part of it is they're looking for a safe place away from mom and dad that they can express themselves. And number two is they don't understand how unsafe that behavior is. That We're still working on that documentary even though we're off, by the way. I've been talking with the producer every day, uh, talking about you know laying the groundwork for it. But eventually I want a documentary that you can show to your kids why that is so dangerous. But what I want you to see, Mom and Dad, is in a time of adversity – the first thing your kids will start to do is reach out and post that kind of thing because they don't want to make it more difficult at home. So that's important that you intercede that, that you understand that. The other reason why this is so important is a time of stress is a a time that accelerates Fetishes, Compulsions, and Obsessive Behavior. So you have more and more pedophiles, more predators, more pimps that are playing on the Internet, and they are looking for those kinds of posts. They search hashtags on Instagram that are indicative of, you know, uh, that a child might be open to having an open conversation with a stranger. They look for TikTok uh, posts where the kids are really acting out and dancing and that kind of thing. So uh, they, they will watch for various kinds of actions on the Internet, and they will accelerate their intent of befriending that friend, that child. And so all of this gets accelerated in a time of uh, stress. The reason why I'm telling you this is to really start to go into why you must manage your own sanity in a time of adversity. So the first thing I would suggest to you is take an assessment of where you're at. You know, if you're in a situation where your marriage could use some improvement, work on it. One of the things that's important, I find, in maintaining these relationships is that you are responsible for your own happiness, even in times of stress. And so it is not up to your spouse, husband, or wife to make you happy. Now, it is much more comforting if the two of you take care of each other in this time of stress. But if you already have a history of a marriage that doesn't do that, I'd invite you to step aside and start to take a look and take an inventory of where you're at as a person. Be responsible for your own happiness. You know, a lot of times marriages break down because one or two of the parties expect the other one to be responsible for their happiness. That is an immature approach to a relationship. You are responsible. If he says something or she says something that makes you mad, you get to decide whether or not you're going to be mad or you're going to say, "Eh, I'll take that into consideration, but I don't see it that way. I believe I'm happy. I believe I am responsible for my own happiness and like that. Work on finding things that you like about each other. If you're going to be in isolation and spend time with each other, I'd encourage you to try to find three things a day that you like about each other and verbalize it. Smile at each other. When was the last time you just stopped, hugged, held on to each other, and smiled? And finally, do three kind things a day for each other in there. Do them deliberately Exaggerate them, have a great time with them, and laugh with your partner. It will help. Now we're going to go into working with the family and how to develop a strategy. This is Opal Singleton. We're up against that break. We'll be right back.
2: Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com
1: safe from predators.
0: Seduced. leaders and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton.
1: Hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton. This show is brought to you by Million Kids. We're not one million kids. We're not a million kids. We're just simply millionkids.org. And I hope that you will go to our website, go to Facebook, and follow us on Facebook. We just issued an and a distributed a six- or seven-minute video on uh, teaching your child how to live in a time of adversity. Uh, it's a free download. I hope that you'll go to Facebook and uh, look at that. So uh, during times of adversity, I believe that you can decide to take control of your life. Take a, Take an assessment around you and say, Okay, I cannot control everything that is happening to me. But I can control some things, and that is what I'm going to work on. You can decide that you're either going to be a victim or a victor. And it's up to you how you want to be able to handle it. I think the first way to tackle any kind of adversity is to make a list of gratitude. And, folks, I would encourage you to do that as a family. Where your kids are motivated, where they can learn from you. They can watch you. You see, I'm an, I'm concerned about this generation of teenagers. If you have teenagers, look around. If you have them as grandkids even, they have never seen the kind of adversity that we have seen. We have saw the stock market crash of 2008. We saw the Kuwait War. We saw times when you could only buy gas on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We saw times when mortgage rates were 18% for a real estate loan. So we have seen it, but if you're born after the year 2000, your life has been pretty darn plush. And while you have normal stresses of life, you have not seen the societal stresses that we're currently seeing. So it's important for us to keep our sanity in times of adversity and teach our children to do that. It is really all about leadership, so I think that the first thing you do is make a list of what you're grateful for. That list should go on and on and on. Folks, I have three million frequent flyer miles. I have traveled all over the world. I've been to Egypt. I've been to Cambodia. I've been to, to um can't even think of the name of it, Palestine. You know, we are spoiled rotten. The poorest people in America are spoiled rotten compared to all the other people of the world. And it is time that we be grateful for that. So if you want to maintain some sense of uh, calm in this, take a look at all you have. Okay, there's a run on on meat at the store, but I guarantee you that very few of you have totally empty uh, pantries. And so, take a look at that. Do you have a car? Do you have a job? Even if it's not one that you're currently working at. Do you have kids that you're proud of? You know, just go through your life and share it with your kids And then say thank you. Thank you, God, that all of this is happening. I would encourage you to renew a sense of spirituality. It's interesting how spirituality works. I struggle with this in my own way. You know, when times are tough, we turn to God and then he answers our prayer. And then we're off and running thinking we're independent and we did it all by ourselves and that we don't need them again. And then off we go trying to take control of our lives. Well, I think it's important in time like this to sit down and show your children and yourselves that there is a higher power. And that there is a sense of spirituality. Now, on top of finding out what you're grateful for, one of the things that I would highly encourage you to do is sit down with your children and yourself. Now, maybe you do this first by yourself and your spouse or your significant other, and you say, what am I afraid of? Look fear in the face. That is how you keep your sanity. Because what has happened, and especially now, is there is so much media out there that is literally living and breathing on fear-mongering, you know, bringing on all kinds of what-ifs this and what-ifs that. Sit down and take a look at what is reality, and that's part of your gratitude, Hey, maybe I don't have a job that I'm going to, but it looks like unemployment will be on the way. It looks like this might be a two- to four-week event. It looks like there will be light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, This gives me some time to refresh myself, to rebuild, to find new perspective and like that. And so what I would encourage you is look fear in the face. Make a list of what you're afraid of. And, and if you and your husband uh, have that or your, or your wife have that, sit down and share it and say, okay, it's fear, but fear is not going to control us. We still have control. That's only what if, and there's no indication that's going to happen. Once the adults in the family have done this, I'd encourage you to do this with your children. I cannot stress that enough. Because kids will share their fears online because they feel like they can't share it at home. They'll feel like they have to be brave. Or they don't even know how to express it themselves. And that is a good maturing process if you as a parent can chat with your ch- kids and, and help them look fear in the face you know what are you afraid of are you afraid that daddy isn't going to get to go back to work are you afraid that you might not going to be able to graduate from school are you afraid that you might lose your girlfriend because you're not seeing her every day those are very real fears for for young people and they will express those fears or they will act them out on the online And we need to get there first. First of all, it's a great way to bond with your child. Don't be judgmental when they're expressing fears. Fears are not, you know, something that you say, well, this is right, but that's wrong. You say this is real, and then you say, what if? And then you say, what is the likelihood that that's really going to happen? And you allow yourself to talk through those fears. You see, change brings out all the fear and panic in all of us. Because we all like to fantasize that we're in control of something. <laughs> and the truth is, none of us are in control of much of anything. Okay, <laughs> So I would encourage you to begin to take control of your life from a standpoint of Assessing where you're at, being realistic about where you're at, and say, okay, I can't control this, I can't control that. There is much I can't control, but I can control myself. I can control my mind. I can control my attitude. I can decide that we're going to be victors. In fact, create family slogans. I said this in the other show. Create family slogans. You know, we're, we're victors. Uh, you know, we're winners, not losers. Uh, one of the things that I learned uh, that helps me because I'm such a control freak is I don't do change well. I don't like, you know, I you should read a book about who moved my cheese. <laughs> That's a clear definition of me. Where, where's my cheese? Who moved my cheese? Okay, I like to be in control and so do you. And that is where conflict happens is when you get into that tug of war over that control. And so it is when you can begin to look at that and say change is easy for me. This is a time that I can either thrive Or I can fail. And I don't want to just survive. I want to thrive. I want to make the most of this time and share that thinking with kids about, yeah, this is a tough time, but this too will pass. What a great opportunity we have for personal growth. And, you know, we're going to do something about it. Maybe you take a look at your health. And you decide you're going to eat better. I was thinking today uh, it might be kind of fun to play Survivor. Get your kids to go to the refrigerator and see what you have left. And then decide how you're going to uh, make something fun with it for dinner. Uh, You know, macaroni and weenies. That isn't health food. (laughs) But you get the idea. It might look like health food to a kid, you know. (laughs) And I'm just an overgrown kid, so it looks like elf food to me. I've already done it. But anyway, my point is take control of it and recognize what you don't have control over and what you do. And what you have control over, set a strategy and teach your children to do that. Maybe set a goal. I'm going to walk a mile every day not amongst a bunch of people but out outside where i get fresh air where i can release the stress in my body if i if you have exercise equipment get on it You know, start to plan healthy meals. Maybe this is the time to diet. That is an interesting thing. I find myself eating stuff I normally would never eat because I'm in isolation and I want comfort food. And if this doesn't go pretty soon, we're all going to be big as a barn, you know. (laughs) So it's a great time to begin to say, I want to take control of what I can take control of. And I'm going to use this in a positive manner and then sit down and do a joint strategy with your kids. Don't keep it to yourself, but teach them to be a leader in times of adversity. This is a great time for you to do an improvement plan to say, hey, I have some downtime. What can I do to make myself a better person and make our family a stronger family? We're up against that break, so we're going to be right back.
0: Back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton.
1: Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. This particular show is all about how to keep your sanity in a time of adversity, and it certainly is a time of adversity right now. So one of the things that I would suggest to you is take a few minutes and find the beauty in nature. Now, this may be more difficult if you live in an apartment complex and you don't get out a lot. Uh, If you live in a home where you can step outside, maybe in your backyard, or uh, if you have somewhere where you can walk and walk safely where you're not going to be exposed to the virus, I would encourage you to do that. You know, one of the things that happened to me this week, we have a mountain over here that had some snow on it and uh, off in the distance in Southern California, and all of a sudden the the sun was shining on that mountain, and it was just absolutely beautiful. You just sat there and realized that while this seems like it's all-encompassing, it is not the end of the world. When you see something as majestic as a mountain with snow on it and the sun shining on it, it really gives you cause for pause. So I'd encourage you to take time to look for those really special moments in your life around you that might have nature? Is there a butterfly that you can study or a flower that's starting to come out in spring? If you live across the nation where there's still snow, is there, is there, uh, you know, plants coming through the snow and, and like that? The other thing that you can do, and I would encourage you, is there's a whole lot of YouTubes that are just beautiful. And I've been doing this a lot lately. Uh, me and some friends have been looking at YouTubes of uh, birds out of Birds of Paradise and uh, God's Beautiful World videos and things that show you about the galaxies and uh a variety of animals and fish, and it's just really, really inspiring. And it kind of takes you out of your funk. If you know somebody that's really in isolation severely, for instance, in my case, I have some older friends that are in their 80s, And they are, you know, they have respiratory problems, they are afraid to go outside for any reason. So I send those over to them. Give them I mean, they're bored to tears already. So if you see a YouTube like that, share it. That's a that's a great thing to do. If you see a funny saying, be sure and share that. Because it it helps. Now, if you know somebody in your neighborhood that's working long hours at a hospital or has a, in an emergency situation like uh, trucking food to grocery stores and like that, you know, send them an email. Ask them how you can help them. Can you bring them meals? You know, Can you take out their trash? Uh, can you get them a drive through meal and bring it over to them? Can you do errands for them? Uh, can you sit with their pet, pets if they're not uh, coming home a lot? So all of those are ways that you can maintain your sanity while helping other people. One of the things I'd encourage you to do is minimize your own mental isolation or your own emotional isolation. As I was talking about looking at positive YouTubes, play some great music when you first get up in the morning. And hey, while you're at it, get up and move and dance with it, okay? It'll get the stress out of your bones and it'll give you an upbeat look on life again. You will feel like that you're younger than you are. You see, isolation and this kind of societal stress will aid you. So the name of the game is get up and move. You can move around the house. While you're at it, what I would encourage you to do is that I believe difficult times call for leadership. This means taking charge of your life. Decide that you're going to use this time for self-improvement. Take a couple of webinars. There's thousands of webinars out there. Read a couple of Audible books, or uh, maybe uh, if you have Kindle, read a book. Or if you have a book in your house that you haven't read for a long time, do that. Improve your knowledge base. All of those are important. In my case, I've been trying to use it to catch up on a bunch of research. There's always more in my business of human exploitation. I'm trying to study right now Um uh, money laundering and all the ways that uh, cryptocurrency is about to change and like that. Decide that you might want to undertake a research project to learn about something that you've had interest in in a long time. Maybe uh, something historical, if that's of interest to you. Um, you know, if you're if you're a person that reads the Bible, uh, go on YouTube and look at the cities of the Bible on YouTube. It's amazing. They have... Uh, Tours of Ephesus, I've been to Ephesus, it's my favorite place on earth, that's the book of Ephesians, or the book of uh, Corinth, you know, look at Corinth, look at Delphi on there, Uh, look at Petra. Look at uh, some of the ancient ruins in there and connect it back to Bible verses if you're interested in that. Renew an old hobby. I used to be a glass artist, and it's been a long time since I've done it. Ever since I've got into trying to keep kids safe from predators, I haven't been near my kiln, and I'm not sure I'm going to do it right now. But... You know, if you've done some sort of hobby, some woodworking, some uh, reorganize your garage. If you're a man, get out there and uh, just get control back of your little man cave or uh, same kind of thing. uh, Mom, go through the house. We all have way too much. I need to do this myself and get it ready to give to the goodwill as soon as it reopens. These are all things that you can talk to your kids about. Get them to go through all the stuff they have and say you know we are we're compromised but we're not injured we may be isolated Maybe you can't go to school, but that doesn't mean we can't live a full and healthy life. We just have to decide that we're going to do it differently and that we are going to grow emotionally during this time of change. So those are all some concepts. I would ask you to consider maybe uh, making it a family matter. You know, there's strength in numbers and encouragement. Use this time to bond in your relationships. I think that's really, really important to take emotional inventory. If you've had a lot of conflict in your family, decide right now is the time to heal. That that nour- nurturing old wounds is not going to be helpful. You know, because if you have wounds from previous relationships, they will just get worse in isolation. Your mind will glob on to that wound and work it over and over and over about all the ways that you're right and they're wrong and they owe you. That is called self-pity, and that is not helpful. And it's important that you share that with your kids because, trust me, if there is conflict going on in a relationship in the household, whether it's between, you know, mother and daughter, mother and granddaughter, uh, grandma and grandpa, it, it, regardless of who it is, it will be something that will take away your sense of fullness and. And uh, enjoyment in being together. So, being in isolation when you have anger, when you have get even, when you have the right, the need to prove you're right, will only es- uh, you know accelerate it, exacerbate it, and uh, it will become more and more difficult. So, I'd encourage you as a family to take an emotional inventory, and you start to work through it. If uh, your teenager has recently been in a relationship that broke up, be especially sensitive to that. Because all of that will get uh, blown up in their mind. The hurt gets greater in isolation. Take away that sense of isolation by bonding with each other. Finding the good in each other, but also addressing the fears. Put the phones away for a while. And address those real fears, address those real feelings of hurt or anger. When you said this, I said that kind of thing. Apologize if you all need to and start to find the good of each other. Show them there is strength in numbers by bonding with each other. I think that is really, really important. In the final part of this, we're going to talk a little bit about where to take this with your child online. But what I would encourage you to do at this point is just take a look at your family situation. Whenever possible, bring healthy humor into the situation. Now, making fun of other people and hurting other people at their expense is not funny. Okay, it might make you feel more powerful. It might make you feel stronger. But the truth is, you will look less to other people. And it's important to learn healthy humor, how to use humor in a way that everybody can improve, but doesn't denigrate the other person. So talk about that. You know, find things that are just funny without being hurtful. You know. Talk to each other that each and every one of us is responsible for our own happiness. Talk about ways to be positive. Share that everybody makes an impact, some by being present and some by leaving, okay? But everybody makes an impact. So what kind of impact do you want to leave on other people? Do you want to be seen as a leader, a person that takes the high road, a person that can see the big picture, a person that's there for other people, the person that doesn't have to succeed at other people's expense, but that a person that can meet people halfway and find the good in each other? And then help an older person. I think this is really, really important. Because once you understand that you are solid, that you've taken your own inventory, the way that you grow as a person is to help somebody who is less well-off than you are. And right now, there's a whole lot of that out there. Start to look around you and say, how can I make a difference Do, you know, donate a little to charity. You can donate a little to me and kids if you want. (laughs) Trust me, we need it. But I understand that you need to take care of your family first. So we're doing our best to everybody be responsible here. But we do want you to know how much we appreciate you. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast and to share that with other people. I hope that it is helpful. So when I come back, I'm going to talk about especially dealing with a time of of crisis and helping you and your child maintain sanity in a world of social media. So I'll be right back. This is Opal Singleton. We're up against the break. See you in a second.
0: educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton.
1: Hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about keeping your sanity in times of adversity. I want to address this now because many of you that follow this program or maybe listening in, have teenagers in your lives, whether they're children or grandchildren. And I can tell you that this is going to make a major impact on them. And teenagers, by their very nature, now will turn to social media to express themselves. So I want to talk a little bit about keeping your sanity and dealing with that teenager because I think it's important. As we've said, they have not seen this kind of adversity, this kind of challenge in our lives. Some of you are more affected than others. Some of you are laid off. Uh, and, but think about the, the challenge for the child if they've, uh, let's say they're in high school and suddenly their school is out. And they've got to learn to do all of their classes online. And some children have more discipline than others at that. And some of them learn better in a social setting than in an isolated setting. And and parents, some of them have parents who understand social media and online learning and others do not. So there is going to be kind of a inner panic on their part. Additionally, they're missing that social aspect of their lives where they actually see each other. I mean we all I see it all the time I talk in high schools they're all standing around in a group texting each other even though they can see each other And so they're missing that aspect maybe some of them are missing their proms they're missing their school uh, projects they're they're missing their soccer games they're missing their, their uh, graduation in some cases. They're missing that uh, friendship and that boyfriend-girlfriend, and uh, and that brings on a sense of insecurity. And everything at that age has to do with image and interaction and saying the right things and, and like that. So one of the things that I would encourage you to do is, as part of keeping your sanity as an adult, is to take a new approach with your child. First of all, do not be surprised if they act out. Do not be surprised by that. This is a huge change for them. But I also think that it's more important that you sit down with them and share with them what is really happening. My next show, I've decided just while I was on the air here, is dealing with adversity in a world when social media rules the world. Because think about this, in social media, they are getting all kinds of news and So, are you? And so, this is a time to begin to sit down with your child and talk about truth in social media. And I'm going to talk about that next week. But it is important for your child if they're an older teenager. Uh, or even a 13-year-old to understand that in a, a world without borders, according to my book, Societal Ship, you are going to have all kinds of people giving you all kinds of information. You will know very little about that person, whether they're honest, whether they're dishonest, whether or not they have um, you know, uh, hidden motives. In uh, there, that they're trying to direct towards your child, whether they're trying to seduce your child. If, they're, if they have a phone, they need, they need to understand that there are pedophiles out there that are looking for them. And there, if there was ever a time to not go online and post your feelings, it is right now because you'll be vulnerable. So with all that, what I'd like to suggest here, and we're going to really go into it next week, Is literally sitting down with your child and bonding with them. This is an important time in all of our lives. This is if we're all together as a family, it is time to step back and use this as an opportunity for family growth. Let's find the good in each other and emphasize that. Let's downplay all of their differences and all of their. Uh, shortcomings, trust me, we all have enough to fill a room. If we wanted to do that, we, there's plenty to work with. It does not take a genius to do that. you know. So bond with your child and let them share their fears. Let them share what they're thinking on there. Talk about and look at their apps, by the way. We'll talk about that next week. Ask your child what apps they have and look at them together. If your child's starting to turn to online gaming, I would highly recommend that you get involved in that and you see what the games are, how much pornography is in there. Get yourself an avatar. Who are they talking to? And, and that's part of all of it, is bringing your family together. The bottom line for all of this is this is challenging times. There is no doubt about it. But we are winners. We are not losers. We are going to make this work for us. We are going to take self-inventory. We're going to use this as a time of personal growth. We're going to use it as a time of spiritual growth. We're going to use it as a time of physical improvement. We're going to use it as a time to work on our relationships, our husbands, our wives, and yes, our ex-husbands and ex-wives, and try to make that stronger. We're going to use it as a time to include older people, maybe grandma and grandpa in our lives, and make sure they're safe and that they're there. It's a time to put away old hard feelings and let them heal over Uh, If there's ever an important time to put all of that aside and do a group emotional hug, okay, we can't touch each other, but do a group hug emotionally and let people know we are there for them. This is that time. This is a a time to do those things that we could not do on a day-to-day life because we were so busy. I honestly can't help but wonder if God didn't just do this so that we're forced to slow down, that we're forced to take inventory, that we're forced to say thank you for where we're at in our life, and we're forced to look at our lives and all the good we have and then how we can make that better. I would encourage you that, you know, get out of your funk. Do not allow this to overtake you. I, I know our followers. I see them. If you want to uh, share some of this with us, you can do that by going to Me and Kids on Facebook, or you can write to me at opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org. I'd love to hear your stories. I'd love to hear more about you and how this worked out for you. In the meantime, take care of your family first. Put your arms around your kids. Let them know you love them. Let them know how proud you are of them. Let your spouse know how important they are to you. If any of you can support the work of me and kids during this hard time, if you cannot, I get it. But if you can, you can do that by going to MillionKids.org and hit that Donate button. You folks have a great week. Take good care of your family. Say a prayer for all of us. And we'll see you next Thursday morning at 7 a.m. California time. Have a great week, folks.
0: Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.